Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I'm Pip and welcome to the Midwife Pip podcast, the home of expert information and real chats on all things pregnancy, birth and beyond. Remember, as a podcast listener, you can get 15% off all my online courses at midwifepip.com using the code podcast15. Now in pregnancy, you naturally question and double check every single move that you make. So it's understandable to have questions or concerns over vaccination in pregnancy. This time of year, the flu vaccine is widely recommended in pregnancy and a COVID-19 booster is now also being offered. So why are they recommended and are they safe? Dr. Zoe Williams is here to give us the key facts and the current updated advice that you need to know. Now, Dr. Zoe is a practicing NHS GP, media medic, mum, and the country's most influential GP. Outside of the surgery, Zoe is a national advisor for Public Health England and is a director and founding member of the British Society of Lifestyle Medicine. Zoe's a familiar face and voice to many of us as she's currently one of the resident GPs on ITV's popular daytime show this morning. So we're in safe hands navigating the myths from the facts on vaccination in pregnancy with Dr. Zoe today. So welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Pip. It's great to be here chatting with you. I'm very excited to pick your brains, Zoe, because I think this is one of those topics that everyone's a little bit conflicted about and just wants the facts. Yes, absolutely. I think it's a it's a topic where, I mean, there's there's been a lot of, fear instilled and I think you know I know myself it's it's not that long ago that I was pregnant and that huge pressure you feel like you just want to make the right decision and I believe in order for people to make the best decision for them they need to have the information they need to have the facts so so hopefully we can shed a bit of light on that today oh yes 100% I am here for that so let's get straight into it because I've got so many questions for you um so why should pregnant women or why do they recommended to have the vaccine in pregnancy because we know that lots of the population might not actually be eligible but yet our pregnant population are for both flu and COVID-19 when they're pregnant 
Yes. So, um, so actually being pregnant, pregnancy itself um, puts you into a clinically at risk group when it comes to COVID-19 and when it comes to flu. Um, we know that our immune systems behave differently during pregnancy. And what the data has shown us is that a pregnant person is more like if they get um, COVID-19 and they're unlucky enough to get quite severe illness with it, somebody who is pregnant is more likely to end up in intensive care than somebody of the same age um, who isn't pregnant. So, so, so that's the reason why, you know, the JCVI, I think it was, it was probably around this time last year, maybe a little bit later, that um, pregnant women were eligible to have the vaccine for COVID-19 if it was their age group that was being given. And then there was this shift and actually the JVCI were then saying, actually just being pregnant puts you at higher risk, therefore, all pregnant women are recommended to, to have that alongside um, flu. And then the other vaccine that pregnant women are um, recommended to get is pertussis, whooping cough as well. Amazing. That's really good to know. I don't know about you, Zoe, but I feel like we're in quite a privileged place now compared to, say, like this time last year, because Definitely. there's a lot more knowns, isn't there, especially around COVID? Yeah, Absolutely. And, and right back at the beginning, when um, when the vaccination programme was being rolled out, initially it wasn't recommended for pregnant women. And, and that's because we are always extremely careful um, before we do or give any form of medication um, to pregnant people, because obviously, you know, there's the risk to the pregnant person and their baby. Um, but what makes it very challenging is that you can't do research or tests on pregnant people either. So whilst there were lots of um, there were lots of research, um, lots of studies going on, looking at different vaccines and looking at their safety, pregnant women had been excluded from all of those. So when the vaccination programme was first rolled out, we knew it was safe. We had the safety data, but we didn't have that for pregnant people. So actually in this country, it wasn't rolled out for people during pregnancy until we had the data from the US, because in the US, they they were they treated it differently. They, they put pregnant people into a clinically at-risk group from the beginning. So once we knew that, you know, hundreds of thousands of pregnant women over in the States had had the vaccine and they were absolutely fine, that's when there was this shift from the JCBI to say, well, okay, well, now we've got the real life safety data to know that we can, we can safely give this vaccination to people in pregnancy. And I think that's really reassuring for anyone listening who is currently pregnant, because I very much remember personally, um, in my pregnancy, we were very much at that time of we're not sure. Um, so actually, it's it's brilliant that now we're privileged to have this information to really help, I think, empower women make make a decision that feels more balanced for them. There's more information to consider, which is yeah. always a good thing. And the, and the proof is in the pudding as well. So the, the the data that says that actually between from December 2021 through till May 2022, which was, you know, those winter months when when COVID-19 tends to be more of a problem. Um, no pregnant women who had completed the three doses, who'd had the three doses of the vaccine, ended up in intensive care in this country. So, you wow. know, that was that was you know, we can't, we can't, you can never say, but absolutely certain it was because they've had their vaccines, but they didn't end up in intensive care. Mm. So, you know, I think it's just for, adds further reassurement to people. 
Yeah, that's that's really powerful, actually. That's really important. So when can women get the flu and COVID-19 boosters in pregnancy? And actually, you mentioned the whooping cough vaccine as well. So I'm going to ask you that one as well. We'll have a trio. Oh, I might have to. Re- I, I know that that one, there is a specific time and I know it's later on because the, the reason that the whooping cough vaccine isn't really to protect the pregnant person, it's to protect the baby. So it's to give them protection from whooping cough in those first few weeks after birth before they can actually have um, the vaccine. So I, I think that one's... I can't remember, you probably know, or you could look it up really quickly, but I know that one's given later in pregnancy. I, don't, I think it might be between 16 and 34 weeks, is a guess. Yes, yeah, so usually recommended around that 16-week appointment, we usually then sort of throw women into the room next door to have their um, vaccine. Okay, and <laughs> that's so that the, the antibodies from the mum pass to the baby and give that really important protection from whooping cough in the first weeks of life. For COVID-19 and flu, um, we're predominantly giving the vaccine to protect the pregnant person from getting those um, infections or, you know, if they do get them, then protecting them from getting more severe illness. Although... They do pass to the baby and there is deemed to be some protection early on um, from the ba- for the baby as well. In fact, there's a recent study, which because um, this has been a big question that comes up. I've often been asked this is I, if I have the vaccine, will it give the baby protection from getting COVID-19 after, they're be- after they've been born? And we haven't had the answer, but there is a recent study which has shown that for six months it's thought that for six months after birth and the baby does get some protection from the mother being vaccinated so that's important to know as well so for therefore for flu and COVID-19 it doesn't matter it's safe to have it anytime in pregnancy from right from the beginning all the way up to to when you give birth the advice really is to do it sooner rather than later we're well into flu season now Um, So, you know, if you haven't had it already and you decide you're going to have the flu vaccine, which I would recommend um, sooner rather than later. And the same with COVID-19, if you're due your booster and you haven't had that or if you've missed any of the other vaccines, then um, the sooner the better so that you're protected as soon as possible. Amazing. That's really helpful. So that's such a woman's mindset, though, isn't it? Will it help my baby if I have it? That's our first thing in pregnancy, isn't it? Will it help my baby? It's great for me. But what about my baby? Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> just the way we were made can you yeah. have the flu and covid vaccines together in one um, in yeah one you period? can there's no reason why not um so yeah if they're being offered at the same time which they may well be if you're going to a midwife appointment they may well be um if you're going to your gp practice um but what i would say is if you're being offered one and it's not available to have them both at the same time don't wait to have them at the same time because you know essentially protecting yourself from either and both as soon as you can go for it. So whatever's being offered, but yeah, no reason you can't have them together. Awesome. Awesome. That's good news for anyone who's a little bit time poor out there. If you can get them both in, get them both in, in one go, which is great advice. And then we talked a little bit about the intensive care admissions, Zoe, since the boosters and vaccines for COVID. Are there any other risks for women if they were to contract the flu or COVID-19 during their pregnancy? Well, I mean, let's start with flu. Anyone who's had flu, it is a horrible, horrible viral illness to have. (laughs) Um, A friend of mine has it at the moment. She's a GP, Dr. Poonam Krishan, probably Mm. lots of people know her. She does similar work to me. She's been on the podcast as well, actually. Actually, she's got it at the moment, bless her. Um, And she actually was posting the other day saying she remembers a patient once saying to her, every bit of my body hurts, even my eyelashes. And at the time she thought, how can your eyelashes work? She's like, now I have it and my eyelashes hurt, everything hurts. Um, So it's a very unpleasant um, illness, 
to have. Um, but in pregnancy, um, there are increased risk of getting bronchitis, um, which can lead to pneumonia. And because our immune systems work differently, and this is the reason often people don't understand, the reason we're told not to eat certain types of cheese, um, the reason we're told to make sure we cook our meat really well, um, that's because we're at increased risk. If we do get an infection from the food, then we're at increased risk of becoming more severely unwell. And sometimes there's an increased risk to the baby as well. So it's not that those foods, there are different reasons for the foods, but um, that's the reason. It's all about protecting yourself from infection. So when it comes to flu, um, yeah, you know, you don't want to get flu anyway. You're eligible for a free vaccine, which is great, because I always recommend my friends and family who aren't eligible for a free vaccine get a flu jab anyway. Um, but yeah, because you're at higher risk of having those complications during pregnancy. Amazing. And that's that's all part of women making that informed decision, isn't it? And balancing those risks and benefits. So that's really important information to have. Thank you, Zoe. And always good to get it from a reliable resource like yourself rather than Dr. Google, which we want to stay far <laughs> away from when it comes to pregnancy advice. So thank you for sharing that. One of the questions I get all the time from or planning to conceive parents is whether having the COVID-19 vaccine will impact their fertility. Yes, a question I've been asked a lot as well. Um, and there's, you know, again, there's a lot of research been looking at this, a lot of real life data because millions and millions of people have been vaccinated. You're able to look at the trends. So we call that real, real life data rather than actual studies. Um, and there is no evidence to suggest that the COVID-19 vaccines impact fertility of men or of women. So that's reassuring um, for, for all of us. And also another thing is people have asked, um, if I have the vaccine, do I have to delay getting pregnant for a period of time afterwards? Absolutely not. There's no need to do it. There's no need to do anything differently. Um, so, so that's, yeah, I think really reassuring. I know there was a lot of concern. I think sometimes early on, um, even some fertility clinics and things were sort of being a little bit hesitant about, about the vaccine, but not anymore. You know, it is kind of unanimously agreed amongst the scientific community that there is no impact on fertility. That's amazing and reassuring probably for lots of people listening. So just to recap on that, we can have the COVID-19 vaccine when we're trying to conceive or throughout any trimester of pregnancy, we now can say that we know it's safe and recommended for women. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. At any time. And then for women, if they're breastfeeding as well, that's another question that comes up. Yeah. So it's safe during breastfeeding as well. Um, we know that the benefits um, of breastfeeding for those who are able to and those that choose to um, are huge. So sometimes people say, should I stop breastfeeding when I have the vaccine? No, absolutely not. So, yeah, absolutely safe to have the, the vaccine whilst you're breastfeeding. If you've had the baby and you're breastfeeding, you wouldn't actually be eligible for the booster this is you know you're not deemed to be in a clinically at risk group then um but if you're somebody who has asthma for example or somebody who has another chronic disease which makes you eligible and you're wondering whether to have the vaccine during breastfeeding it is safe to do so amazing that's reassuring and similarly to the vaccination in pregnancy and baby's immunity is there anything to suggest there's any immunity for babies that when mums have the vaccine and are breastfeeding is there any sort of milk transfer that happens there do we know 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm not, I don't think, I don't think there is. I think this is something that is still being looked into and I'm not, I'm not aware of any data to suggest that um, having the vaccine whilst breastfeeding will transfer antibodies to the baby and give protection. It's quite new research that says, that tells us that um, having the vaccine during pregnancy gives some protection to the baby after it's born. But yeah, I'm not aware of data that, that suggests that benefit for breastfeeding. It's going to be such an interesting and evolving thing, isn't it? I think over the years, we're going to get more and more data about these kind of things and we're going to learn so much more. So actually it's quite exciting, I think, what, what's it, going to come out of this. It is ex- it is exciting. And I think, um, you know, it's so, we, we obviously, we know so much more now, but it is still a relatively new disease. Um, I think what will also be exciting is the, the injection of... Um, of funding and of enthusiasm, uh, you know, all the work that has gone into researching around COVID, it'll be interesting to see how that's extrapolated into other conditions as well. And I think we'll see in, in years to come that there'll be a lot of lessons learned that can benefit people and benefit science for other conditions and diseases. And that is also true, I think, in pregnancy um, and breastfeeding, because there's more research looking at these things than there ever has been before. So it's it's quite you know, it's been a really, obviously, it's been a really awful time in lots of ways, but there are some positives that will come out of this. Yeah, even the fact that we are gaining research and evidence around pregnant women's health, I find as a midwife incredible, because like you alluded to earlier, we just don't often, we're not able to ethically, it's not possible. So even that is is quite, quite exciting, I think, for the pregnant population to be included yeah. in that way. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Definitely. Big up to pregnancy being looked at. I love it. Um, (laughs) So if someone's listening to us, Zoe, and thinks, right, I'm pregnant, I know I'm eligible for these vaccines. How do I go about actually getting them? What should they do? (laughs) Whilst we're on the topic of vaccines in pregnancy, I want to share some extra information with you that is important to staying well and optimizing your baby's health during pregnancy. Consuming adequate vitamins and minerals such as folic acid, zinc, vitamin D, iodine, and vitamin K are really important whilst you grow your baby. Head over to www.aptoclub.co.uk forward slash midwife pip for more details on how to get these in your diet and when supplements may be needed. So, I mean, the first thing, you know, I'm I'm here to give information, as are you, Pip. I think the first thing is everybody's got to make their own decision. I think most people, the vast majority of people, um, do actually trust their healthcare providers. And whether it's the midwife you're visiting, whether you're seeing an obstetrician, your GP, um, your local pharmacist, you will find that all of those individuals and professionals will be advising you to have the vaccine and we'll be you know making it available so you can book into a pharmacy to have it done you can have it done at your practice um you can usually usually it is offered if as, as part of your um midwifery service as well if you haven't had it 
Um, but the first and most important thing is to make that decision. And, you know, people listening to us, obviously both of us would recommend, if you're asking, I would recommend you have a vaccine, as I'm sure you would, Pip. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but if you if people want to go and do their research, it's really important that people use reputable sources of information because there's so much misinformation out there. And what we tend to see with the with the misinformation is that it tends to have like the fear factor attached to it. You know, it tends to often there's this threatening language and, you know, they use words like like miscarriage. We know actually that um the, the risk of things like stillbirth is lower if you are vaccinated and you know it, it can be very very frightening and when you're pregnant just that sense of protection that you have over this baby inside of you it's so it's I think it's just it's so overwhelming that sometimes the danger is it can frighten you into doing nothing and doing nothing means not having the vaccine so um, so, yeah, so trusted, reputable sources of information, the NHS website, if you're not certain about the NHS, um, we spoke about fertility. Um, so the British Fertility Society, um, the Royal College of Obstetrics and Gynecology, um, look at their website, um, have a look at, I'm sure, what's the, the midwives, what's the midwives college? We've got the RCM, the Rural College of Midwives, so they have they have information as well. And I'll pop these links in the episode description, so you don't, don't feel like if you're listening, you've got to remember all of those. Um, yeah, Royal College such- of Nursing. So I think, you know, go and, go and research it, use these reputable sources and make up your mind. And then if you decide you're going to have the, the flu vaccine and the um, COVID-19 vaccine, um, whatever stage of pregnancy you're at, it's really, really easy. Booking at your GP practice, pharmacy, do it at your local hospital. Pharmacies are probably the easiest way because you can just walk into one and usually they'll be able to do it there and then. Which is super handy. Thanks, Zoe. And yeah, definitely reiterate what you say in terms of making sure you're getting information from reputable resources and never making a decision out of fear. That's something I always yes. always talk to pregnant yeah. women about when I talk about birth, but it's completely relevant to this as well. If if you it feel is. like you're making a reactive decision because you've read something that's instilled fear in you, please, please feel free to unpick that with a healthcare provider. Yes, um, definitely. Because we really understand, don't we, Zoe, that pregnancy is that super precious time and women are naturally at a heightened sense of anxiety and so we know when there is something that's relatively new like the COVID-19 vaccines and boosters that actually we might need that little bit of extra time to discuss the ins and outs and the pros and cons and the available evidence so if you are sort of listening and you're still not quite sure and you've still got a few unanswered questions please know that you can just reach out to your healthcare provider and, and have that conversation it's important to do so. I think I think that's so true. And it's so true, like you say, is you know, we're talking about vaccinations obviously today, but any aspect of, of your care. Um it's I, I some of the things you hear when you're pregnant, um, people tell you the horror stories, don't they? And oh, yes. um but also I think, you know, if you've had also, you know, if you have had a conversation with a healthcare professional and you feel fearful then you're absolutely well within your rights to ask to speak to somebody else or um speak to your GP or speak to your practice nurse and if you do want some information and you're not sure you know it's, I know it can be difficult to get an appointment with your GP um generally if you're pregnant you'll probably stand a better chance of getting one because we, <laughs> we tend to want to really make sure we're taking good care of you um 
But if in doubt, send an e-consult, a really good way to communicate with the GP if actually you don't need to be seen face to face and you don't even need a conversation. It's something quite straightforward um, is to send an e-consult. Usually that will be answered within three days um, and the GP might email you back. They might send you a text message. They might give you a quick call or they might ask you to book an appointment to discuss it in more detail. But it's a really good way of having some contact with your GP because I think often as well we belittle that we think you know the NHS is overwhelmed we know that GPs are really busy and they don't have any available appointments and sometimes we think our problem isn't big enough or isn't important enough and it might be that you do just want to have a conversation about vaccination but you might think oh you know that's not worthy of, of an appointment well it is actually because that is a big part of our job is to provide education and and help you make informed decisions so you know, if you feel like, oh, I can't really book an appointment for this, just drop an e-consult and then you know, leave it to the GP to decide um, what's the most appropriate way of getting back to you. That's awesome advice. I love that because you're so right. And like we were saying, you know, women's brains, especially in pregnancy, it's we start really thinking about everybody else, which is why we're so wonderful as women, isn't it? Um, but sometimes it doesn't serve us in the best way. Sometimes we need to do think about our actual needs and our thoughts. So that's super helpful. Now, Zoe, everyone that comes on the podcast, I like to ask for three top tips. So I wonder if I could ask you for three top tips to an expectant mum listen, listening currently, who is just considering the flu and COVID vaccinations in her pregnancy. Okay, three top tips. Um, first one is um, make sure make make an informed decision. So make sure you have the information that you need to make your decision, and make sure you get that from your reputable sources. Um, so Pip, you kindly said you're going to put a list of various resources in the notes so that people can have a look there. Um, second one would be once you've made if you make once you've made the decision you're going to have your vaccinations hopefully um don't delay don't put it off don't procrastinate get it done the sooner the better because you never know you could come into contact with flu tomorrow flu is ramping up at the moment as we um approach winter and the temperatures are dropping and i think I think the third one would be your one. Don't be crippled by fear. Mm. And that's for everything in life. It's for everything in your pregnancy. It's for, as you're thinking about birthing your baby, it's about being a mum. And it's about, you can, I think you can extrapolate that into everything, into work. Like don't ever be crippled by fear. Do something. So make it, if you, if you decide you're not having the vaccinations, that's your choice. That's your decision. But make that decision. Don't sit there thinking, oh, I'll think about this tomorrow. I'll think about this next week. Because actually, if the right decision that you will come to eventually is to have the vaccinations and you miss out and you get flu or you get COVID-19, you'll be kicking yourself. And it's just typical that that would happen, wouldn't it? You'd book it for a three weeks time. And in that three yeah. weeks, you would get <laughs> yeah. the flu. Like, that's just the way life throws us that's, what, that's exactly what Poonam was saying. I think she was booked in to have her flu jab the following week. And oh. now she's in bed. Bless her. Hope you're feeling better soon, Poonam. Yeah, learn from Dr. Poonam because no one wants their eyelashes hurting. No. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no good for us. Dr. Zoe, thank you so much. I'm really grateful for your time and your expertise on this subject because, as we've said, super important that we get expert information from our professionals when we're thinking about decisions and choices during pregnancy. So a big thank you. You are very welcome. Now, thank you so much for covering what I think is a really important topic. So if you've enjoyed this chat and want to hear more on this topic, head over to midwifepip.com 
where you'll find my accompanying blog post with highlights, my thoughts, extra information and additional resources. And remember, leaving a review on my podcast if you've enjoyed listening really does make a huge difference to helping me reach more women with honest, reliable information. So please take a moment to do this because when women support women, amazing things happen. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.